You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Brian Carter. He is the senior pastor of Concord Church in Dallas. Uh, He's also uh, the co-presenter of a, a curriculum on authentic manhood that's published by Lifeway and a presenter for the Art of Marriage uh, series. And he's involved in a lot of community organizations, ranging from domestic violence and mentoring to education and family development. And we're going to be talking with him today about preaching and racial reconciliation. Brother Brian, welcome to Preaching Source. Thank you so much. Honored to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. You know, there has been so much recent discussion around the topic of racial reconciliation and the church's role in it, uh, and it, that it's we've come to use the term gospel issue. Uh, what, what is it that makes something a gospel issue, and, and how does that relate to racial reconciliation? I believe anytime we see brokenness in our society, brokenness in our community, or sin issues, those, to me, uh, provide the platform to be a gospel issue because the gospel is all about us, uh, about what Jesus Christ was able to do in providing a remedy for sin. That the brokenness that we see in our society is really an indication that although the society thinks they have a way to solve it, you and I both know the only way that can really be solved is through coming to faith in Jesus Christ and living out his truth and living out his love and living out his model. So when you when we see uh, the separation, when we see discrimination, when we see the division that we see, it's really an indication that true unity is found within people of faith, followers of Jesus Christ. And so the church has a unique role to be able to live out its faith in unity, to live out its faith in addressing racial inequities in a powerful sense so that the gospel is not just something that we speak, but the gospel is also something that we live out every single day. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, Brother Brian, once a pastor becomes convinced that his uh, church needs to grow in this area, how, how does he go about approaching the, the issue, and especially how does he preach to it? You know, it's the the, the, the scriptures um, speak about injustice. The speak the scriptures speak about the need um, for for unity, uh, and so the, a pastor or preacher can use a variety of ways to address it. Uh, when he begins to see some of the issues on the t- on, in the news and the media, some of the issues in his community, he then can use the scriptures to be able to talk about how God speaks against inequities how God speaks against racism and prejudice, and how the believer can live out their faith in this area. He can use uh, the Sermon on the Mount. He can use the peacemakers and talk about how that important it is for us to be peacemakers around the matters of race. He can use Ephesians when Paul begins to talk to that divided church. Uh, He can use Acts where they're dealing with these racial inequities, uh, even the, the story with Peter with the vision that he has. I mean, there are numerous examples because the New Testament church is really a church that's dealing with these ethnic differences as they try to connect with Jews and Gentiles. And some of that provides a model for some of the issues that we're using today. And so a pastor could preach a sermon or a sermon series. Um, one pastor that I know, every January, he preaches a, uh, a sermon on racial reconciliation. 
and really talks about the fact that we've been called to be reconcilers. Uh, but that work of reconciliation is not just spiritual, but it also applies to how we live out our faith among these racial dynamics that we face. All right. Th- this is, is a recurring question for text-driven expository preachers who'd like to preach through whole books of the Bible. And that is, uh, boy, how, how do I address key issues like racial reconciliation? And uh, I just had Dr. Allen in here uh, talking on the atonement, uh, a doctrinal point. Uh, is the best way to uh, let those issues flow up out of uh, whole book exposition or to address them with special sermons? What, what's the best way to get the job done? You know, I, I think it depends on however the preacher may feel most comfortable. Um, if they feel most comfortable using a particular book or using a particular theme, what I've discovered here recently the last few years is that when I see matters uh, that the nation is wrestling with, when I see matters that my church members are wrestling with, I think it's appropriate in those seasons to really use the scriptures to give them a framework or grid to view through what they're watching on TV. I think they need a theological lens for how to process what they're watching when young black men may be getting shot by the police, when they're seeing, when they're seeing these tensions, when they're seeing marches, they need, a, they need a theological framework so that they don't form their opinions simply based on their friends and others. And so I think it's important in those instances, take a moment and be able to help my members to be able to have a theological framework and view these situations through the scriptures, um, not just through my own personal preferences. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the book of Acts, and, and that, that makes a lot of sense to me, that you, you could touch this issue of, of harmony and unity between uh, uh, people of, of varied backgrounds all through the book of Acts, and, and especially you've got that tension that had to be resolved between Jew and, and Gentile. Are, are there other biblical books that you think especially lend themselves to a, an application that sure. would deal with racial reconciliation? So the prophets, the prophets and okay. their focus on justice, the prophets on when they address injustice. So you've got the prophets that really have these justice themes where they're calling God's people uh, to really live out justice well. They're, they're, they're reminding us that God is a God of justice. So you have the prophets that deal with it from that context, and then you have the, the New Testament that deals with it from, from the context that you just mentioned. So you have options, you know, uh, depending on which way uh, you choose to select. Okay. Um, uh, let's suppose that a pastor determines that this is an area of his own life that he really needs to grow in. Uh, how how does he <laughs> how does he uh, uh, go about it, widening his awareness with uh, uh, the conversation with, without saying, "Well, I, I've got to go find me a white friend, or I've got to go find me a black friend." Uh, and I mean, tokenism is not something we want. But how I mean, how how does somebody who realizes that he needs to to have uh, that awareness of, of people he's, who are not like him. How does he go about that? So I'll tell you a little bit about our story in Dallas. In Dallas, I, pro- I pastor a predominantly African-American church in the southern part of town. And Dallas is a very segregated city. Uh, North Dallas, above downtown, predominantly white. 
below downtown is predominantly black and brown. And so that's just a story. There, there's, there's systemic issues that cause those that it to look that way. And so myself, on my part of town, another pastor, Pastor Jeff Warren, uh, in the north part of town, we decided, we got challenged one day to say, what happens when Ferguson comes to Dallas? And out of that, we begin to have conversations, just beginning to build a relationship, a cup of coffee, trying to build a friendship. Out of that, we begin to realize, let's try calling some additional pastors together. So he brought five to six pastors from his side of town. I brought five to six from my side of town. And for a few months, we begin to sit around tables asking ourselves questions. Um, what's your racial story? Kind of what's your background? Um, what do you think about the racial dynamics in Dallas? Do you ever preach about racism? If so, how, what, if, if so why or why not? Uh, we begin to ask these questions and have some candid conversations. Out of that, we begin to not only build friendships, not only begin to understand theology, not only begin to understand our churches and our city, but we then decided to do a pulpit swap where um, we ultimately, we, we did it for four years, and last year we had 20 churches, black and white swap pulpits on the same Sunday. And, and, and the, the goal behind that was to really model for our churches and remind our churches that this work of racial reconciliation really belongs to the church that this is not a job that's going to be solved by government or by education or by legislation alone, but it's when the people of faith understand that we have a unique calling to this work. And so that's one way. Have a conversation. Cultivate relationships. And I will say this has not always been easy to do, but it's important for us to broaden our worlds because we can get very isolated in our own worlds, and that's not helpful to us really serving the larger body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, how how does a congregation that is predominantly uh, of one particular ethnic group uh, begin to reach out to to other people in authentic ways? It, part of it, I believe, is through service. When we when we begin to have these relationships, when we begin to serve together, um, we we brought our men and women together for book studies. We we serve together in the city, and we begin to realize that the the issue of racial injustice and racial reconciliation is not just about me helping to uh, understand my own uh, unique challenges or prejudices, but it's also about addressing racial injustice in the city. So education, uh, our our school system, criminal justice reform, uh, prison ministry, uh, economic opportunities. So part of it is involving my members and my church around helping to provide everyone an equal opportunity so that they really, really can have a chance for the best quality of life that they can. And so that's serving together is a great way to accomplish that. Hmm. Uh, many people who live around the country uh, may know about this through the news, and certainly those of us who live in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area know it because we, we live through it. But uh, the past year, the Botham Jean shooting, uh, oh, there was so much tension in the community involving that, and yet you personally, you and you walked with your community and your church through that experience in a wonderfully redemptive way. I, I Talk to us a bit about, about how, how you thought that through. How, how, how did you do that? And, and and because I mean you you literally walked through a wonder uh, an awful situation 
with a great deal of grace and redemption. How, how did you make that happen? You know, I just believe that our faith has to have works attached to it. When Jesus calls people of faith to be salt and light, I think it's in dark situations that the church has to be engaged. And so I appreciate the encouragement. Um, but I think it goes back to this larger conversation that around these racial tensions, we've got to be building relationships. We've got to be building relationships uh, with white pastors, black pastors, Latino pastors. We need the relationships so that when tragedy does hit our city, it's not the first time we're talking. You know, it's, 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 okay. it's that we have a relationship mm -hmm. so we can partner together. One of my white pastor friends said to me, hey, when there's, when there's an issue, I don't want it just to be the black pastors responding. We want to stand with you. We want to be together. And that's, that's part of what we saw even in that case is that we formed a, a, a fellowship of black and white pastors together. So even when that happened, we were all having the same conversations, all talking with the chief of police, all talking with the DA, all equally saying this is not just something that affects one side of town. This affects all of us. And so how can the body of Christ reflect love, grace, and justice in times like this? And so we're grateful for how God worked through it, and there's still the trial yet to be. However, I think this speaks to this issue. When the church is not engaged at the table, there are other groups that rise up with opinions that may or may not reflect uh, the people of faith because we may not honor the call that he has to us in these important issues. Now, your leadership in that situation, you, you not, it, it not only showed that you had uh, ahead of time had made and thought through relationships with uh, your community, with your church, and with other uh, uh, churches, uh, white pastors and white congregations, you also showed what looked like some well-developed relationships with the police, with the media, with civil servants, with, you know, it didn't look like just a church thing. It looked like you really had uh, uh, ongoing conversations and relationships with lots of different parts of the community. Was that the case? That is the case. And some of that birth out of those pulpit swaps, the birth out of us saying four or five years ago, what happens when Ferguson comes to Dallas? and us beginning to build a coalition. It's not just me, it's just it's a number of pastors that we have relations, but it happened when we saw what was happening in the media on the national scale and said, okay, around this matter of race, what does it look like in our city? And how do we as pastors lead our churches and lead our city through these times? And I think every pastor has to figure it out wherever his space may be. He has to understand not only is he responsible for shepherding his church, he also has to figure out how can he shepherd the city. Uh, spiritual leadership is so important in the times in which we live in. And sometimes we've got to be careful about very divisive people getting the microphone. What we need are people that are willing to pull people together, willing to have a gospel agenda, willing to have tough conversations, and willing uh, to know we'll all make mistakes, but we're trying to figure out how does the faith community speak up in times like this so that people see how effective and how central the gospel is to these kind of conversations and crises. Mm. We've been talking with Pastor uh, Brian Carter of uh, Concord Church in Dallas about preaching and racial reconciliation. Pastor Carter, thank you so much for thank being you. with us today. Thank you so very much. It was a great opportunity.